My guest joins me today from New South Wales in Australia. It's Jamie McBride, the founder and CEO of OptiBPO. Jamie, welcome to the program. Yeah, thank you, Wayne. Thanks for having me again. Now, Jamie, I know that, that your business is about uh, offshoring and outsourcing, um, and, and I guess a lot of that's just about cost and swapping jobs from high-cost people to low-cost people. Is that how you see it? Well, look, Wayne, I think there's a whole lot more to it, and I think those who are doing it well are thinking well beyond that traditional view, which a, a lot of people might have had years ago. Of course, there still is the one-to-one -one replacement of taking a resource onshore in Australia, New Zealand, Europe, what have you, and putting it into a lower cost jurisdiction. That opportunity still exists and will always exist. But the people that are making the most of it are those that are using it as part of their business strategy to, to push their business forward. That includes thinking about the processes that they're currently running onshore and thinking about, well, how can we transform those? How can we take some of those low value cost activities push them somewhere else, and then push upstream the team here onshore. The other area too is around enhancing business capability. Of looking for things that you say to yourself, well, I can't really do that in my home country. However, if I had unlimited resources, I could do X, Y, and Z. And then thinking about those sort of things and thinking, what could I do? And does the business case stack up for it? So that, that like for like replacement, what sort of things are still relevant to do that with? Yeah, look, I always think about those things that are enterprise generic and, and in which cost is a driver. Uh, there's always things you know, around processing, around accounts payable, order processing, purchasing and customer service. All of those activities that we can easily document, we can easily proceduralize and we can get down to a work instruction level they're always going to be the, the easy like-for-like -like replacements that we can do it at a lower cost. And um, there is also going to be other candidates above that. You know, if you start thinking about you know, some of the general accounting areas, uh, maybe some of the other sourcing areas and procurement pieces, uh, there's going to be other bits outside of that where you say to yourself, well, a resource offshore has the equivalent capability, the knowledge is transferable, the system's accessible, but we can do it at a lower cost. Um, those, those opportunities are always going to exist and are, and are potentially the area where we find most clients do start with their offshoring and outsourcing strategy. And outsourcing and offshoring into the Philippines has been going on for, I don't know, 40 or 50 years with the big end of town. You know, the, the great big multinationals have been doing it, but I think they've been doing it mainly for that voice-orientated work and as you say, that, that kind of accounts payable, the relatively easy to, to, to get your head around processes. Why have small businesses gotten to this? Yeah, well, look, small businesses have seen it as an opportunity to utilise resources. Uh, and interestingly, we have a, a lot of regional clients that are just struggling to find capability. They're looking to enhance capability. And they're also looking to get more out of the team that they've got. And, and really, that's where I start to think about one of the other strategies that organizations have. The, the other strategy is, well, let's think about how can we transform our business processes in higher cost locations, Australia, the UK, New Zealand, the United States. We need to hire people that have a breadth of capability. They're on relatively high salaries. They need to be able to do some of the detailed work, but they also need to be able to do the higher value work. If we can look at some of those processes and look at some of those roles and say to ourselves, what parts of those roles we could take out. Um, we can often build support teams or shared services that can support those higher cost 
uh, resources back in the home country by changing the way that we do things. Um, two of the key areas that I often see this happening in is the sales function and human resource function. Now, if we start with the sales function, um, a lot of the time a salesperson, again, in some of those countries I mentioned, uh, needs to be able to go out, speak, negotiate with a client, but also at the same time, update the CRM, do the follow-up, make sure all the admin's done, you know, cleanse the data list. If we think of some of those activities that a salesperson might have or a business development person might have, and we take them off that person, we might not be able to justify additional headcount in, in our home country to do that, but we could potentially uh, justify additional headcount to take those admin tasks off elsewhere. The result of that is that if we are able to successfully transform that process, we can actually get our onshore salespeople to be doing a whole lot more. If the expectation now is to do 10 meetings a week with a customer or a client, and we can move those activities off, let's push the expectation up to 20 meetings a week. And really that's what you're paying that sort of person for. Again, you might not be able to justify that admin or support layer um, back onshore, but potentially with the cost differential, we could do it offshore. And that's where we see a lot of these medium-sized businesses being really successful and innovative in the way that they think about it. Now, similarly around things like you know, HR administration, you hire a HR professional that might need to do a range of things from recruitment to letters of offer, uh, to getting out there and actually doing performance management and, and, and then touching on industrial relations. When you're in a small to medium business, someone that you hire needs to have this breadth of responsibility and you might not be able to justify getting a, high, a big team. If we think about those processes again, think about what we could push off, we could potentially push them to another layer, that offshore layer, as I call it, to actually support those onshore resources and get them focused on what you're paying them the higher money for. And that means getting out there and doing more engagement with the business, doing more, leading more training, uh, focusing more on um, organizational development and learning, uh, focusing on all those things that really uh, is where their capability is, is, is focused on. And really given the money you're paying them is where their energy and focus should be. And I suspect that for a lot of people who are specialists in be it HR or sales, they would actually much rather devote their time to the things they're an expert in rather than to the administration of the things they're an expert in. Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. Look, it's always interesting too that when you start to bring these discussions up with clients and you do see the people in those roles start to fall back and start to have a level of concern, um, it, it, it's sometimes the case that potentially there is people that easily rest on their laurels. They can easily sit there and go, well, I'm doing my 10 meetings a week and the rest of my week is filled with um, X, Y, and Z. Um, it's it can be a, a way for people that, that are pushing themselves forward to rest. Um, if you do take those activities off, you increase what it is that they need to do in the value added sphere. Um, they need to get out there. And that, that's sometimes a little bit threatening actually to people onshore when they're told these activities are moving, you now need to step up and do more of one, two, three, four. Uh, but, but really in the end, at the end of the day, that's what you're paying them to deliver. Uh, and, and sometimes change results as a result of this transformational change in the back end. Now, Jamie, at the outset of, the, of our conversation today, you talked about enhancing business capability and, and new services. What are the strategies you see in that area? Yeah, well, look, if, 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 if strategy number one is think about like for like, let's do it lower cost, let's do it quicker, faster. Number two is let's transform some of our business processes to improve the value added component that we deliver here face to face. Really the third area is thinking about 
enhancing business capability. Um, and, and that means doing more with the resources and be, by that the financial resources that we have, doing more with that and potentially doing things that, that, that might not stack up onshore from a business justification perspective. Um, some of the areas that we see people doing things in is things such as research, you know, getting out there and doing more market and competitive research on your clients that, again, might not justify headcount or resources onshore. Um, digital and analytics, getting in there and doing a whole lot more work around those areas and be it in SEO or other parts of the digital world. Um, lead generation, helping with building those databases, getting that first part of the sales funnel going and, and, and getting it up to a point. Now, in other new service areas, and it's always innovative that there's a range of clients we have in different industries um, that think things that they would love to do as a new service offering. Uh, we have people uh, in the engineering sphere talking about, well, maybe we could build a quantity takeoff service, which helps our estimators and helps estimators of other organizations. We have accounting firms talking about building bookkeeping services or building financial analysis services, building these additional service offerings that just again would not stack up if you're a small to medium business or even a medium to large business many times in Australia. You know, even for ourselves as a provider of services to help people uh, build, uh, to help, help people plan, build and manage teams in the Philippines, uh, one of the services we provided is a documentation service for standard operating procedures and work instructions. We base that team in the Philippines, we drink our own medicine, um, but there's no way we could justify a team like that in Australia for a few reasons. One, the cost would be prohibitive and the pricing that we would then have to pass on to clients would mean that they just wouldn't see it as a, as a service that they'd engage with. So there's a lot of people you know, across a range of industries doing these additional services which provide further income streams um, that are either an addition or an enhancement of their, their core business. Jamie, there's some great ideas in amongst that. For people who are not familiar with OptiBPO, just spend a couple of minutes telling us what it is that OptiBPO does that's unique. Yeah, look, OptiBPO helps organisations, I said, plan, build and manage dedicated teams in the Philippines. They're an extension, not a separate part of their organisation. We have offices in uh, Sydney, London, and of course, uh, the Philippines. Importantly, a, a key part of getting things right in the offshoring space is understanding the best strategy. We work with clients to build their strategy to think about how should we approach this problem. As well as that, another key enabler is, is ensuring that we have processes offshore and outsource ready. And that means well-defined, standardized as possible with detailed work instructions. A lot of the time, clients don't have those things in place. We help them rapidly and cost-effectively get those things up to speed, which not only benefits their potential offshore strategy, it also benefits their onshore company uh, as a whole. So we help them handhold them through that whole process to deliver outsourcing uh, as, as a managed service. So we work with you here onshore to help create your offshore success. Jamie, it's been a pleasure having you with me again. Uh, thank you for your time. Yeah, thank you, Wayne. Look forward to speaking to you again. I've been in conversation with Jamie McBride, the founder and CEO of OptiBPO, uh, experts in outsourcing to the Philippines. And if you've missed our conversation, there is a transcript and archive available on SoundCloud, and you can also get it on the OptiBPO website.